This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Joining you at 8am every morning uh, to keep you up to date with everything going on in the world of Arsenal and get your reaction to plenty of that as well. Whilst last night wasn't exactly the world of Arsenal, at least not yet, fingers crossed next season it might be, Manchester City do know a way in which they can mess up a Champions League run, that's for sure. I, I don't think I've quite seen a team mess it up as bad as PSG against Barcelona. That's probably the closest throw away your Champions League chances I've ever seen since that point. I mean, still, PSG were, what, 4-3, up <laughs> at this point, um, and yet still managed to lose it. But, yeah, uh, wow. Wow, Manchester City. Wow, Pep Guardiola. All you had to do was just hold on for a few minutes and you conceded twice. You like didn't even look that uncomfortable for most of the game. But yeah, wow. Uh, incredible scenes last night. And it's the reason why we love that competition so much and why I want to be back in it. Like People talk about saying, well, we really had the best chance to win the Champions League. Honestly, you know, we're, we're, we're miles from winning the Champions League. Real Madrid have beaten PSG, Chelsea, Real Madrid. They're going to have to beat Liverpool if they want to win it. Like, can you imagine Arsenal beating those teams yet? Honestly, no, I can't. But can I imagine Arsenal building to a point where we are, you know, based upon the trajectory that we are? Yeah, I absolutely can. And I think that if you add some quality players to this Arsenal team, you know, you suddenly do start to see it elevate. And with the constant improvement of the players that are already here, yes, I absolutely could see us moving in that direction. But wow, what a game, what a tournament, what a, what a final between Liverpool and Real Madrid it's going to be. Hopefully Real Madrid can come away with the win. We don't want Liverpool winning anything again. Um, <laughs> I suppose it makes it easier to watch the final, being not two English teams as well. So yeah, um, Hala Madrid <laughs> is all we can say about that. Let's uh, let's jump into the chat box. Good morning to all of you guys. Matt G, AFC West Mids, Manu, Marcus, Daniel, Rich. Good morning, guys. Guna0411, Martin, Simon, Christopher, Jose, Guna Legends, uh, Sartvik, GGTV, uh, Martin, uh, NSW, uh, Ansa, Shreyas, Afsar. Good morning, guys. Lars, AV, Harvey, Richard, 
Philip. I hope you're all doing good and well. And Wes, who was one of our brand new members to the channel as well. Thank you guys for continuing to support as always and making this part of your morning routine. Good morning to everybody. Hope you're doing good and well. Let's kick on as always by telling you to subscribe to the Arsenal way. Uh, the boys will be over there at 10 a.m. this morning. Chris and Bailey to talk you through all the latest Arsenal happenings. So give them some support and join them in the chat box as per and subscribe. Link in the description. And uh, last night I did a really interesting show with Shaheen from the Arsenal Lounge talking about Thierry Henry's comments about Saliba in a lot more detail. But actually the conversation evolved into uh, a greater discussion about kind of where Arsenal are at, where we are with Mikel Arteta, and uh, it was a really, really good conversation. So I encourage you to go and have a listen to that show. Um, it's about 45 minutes to an hour, so it's a good uh, it's a good one to pop on in the background if you want. It's also on the audio-only platforms as well, if you'd prefer to listen to it there. Um, we kick off, though, with a massive congratulations to the Arsenal women, who, in short, that North London remains red, at least for the moment, uh, until the men's uh, travel to Tottenham in the league next Thursday. Uh, with a really fantastic win, which means it does take the title race down to the final day of the season. Arsenal will play against West Ham. Chelsea will play against third place Manchester United. Man United, we are hoping, can do Arsenal a big favour. Who thought we'd be saying that at any point? Um, but fingers crossed that United can. Um, and a friend of mine's sister actually plays for Manchester United. so And he's a big Arsenal fan. Um, so he's got to have a word. Callum, you got to have a word, mate. you got to try and get them to go full throttle with this and, uh, and get them to do Arsenal to do a big, big favour for us. Um, I uh, did an exclusive interview with Nuno Tavares' former Benfica coach, Raul Traleau. It is out on football.london if you want to give that a read. It'll also be coming out on video form in the next 24 hours or so on the Arsenal way. So if you want to get some interesting insight into how Nuno Tavares would have reacted to those early substitutions against Nottingham Forest and against Crystal Palace, and also how he should be reacting to the links to Aaron Hickey, uh, the new Scottish left-back that you've seen linked to Arsenal the last week, then go give that a read. It was really insightful to listen to what Israel had to say about his former player, uh, Nuno, and, and what he expects from him and how he feels he's been this season. So as I say, link to my Football London page is always in the link tree in the description. Go and give that one a read. Uh, our first main story, however, is that Aaron Ramsdale conducted himself excellently and in the exact Ramsdale fashion we would say he, he would do on the Peter Crouch podcast. If you haven't yet listened to Aaron Ramsdale talking on the Peter Crouch podcast, where, first of all, have you been? You need to go and make sure uh, <laughs> that you go and give it a listen. But really interesting uh, talking about some of the stuff, obviously more lighthearted, but also um, finding out who is parched uh, in the Arsenal team. Now, if you don't know what parched is, parched is just basically someone who just loves to be uh, under the manager's thumb, wants to be a coach effectively. Uh, and Martin Odegaard is unsurprisingly, I would have to say, that player for Arsenal, uh, constantly wanting to get feedback from the manager, constantly want to be uh, probably a coach in the future. Uh, Martin Odegaard, unsurprisingly, is uh, our parched. Uh, and that doesn't surprise me at all. And the other player, quite interestingly, he spoke about was Cedric Suarez, who fa apparently fancies himself as a bit of a Pep Guardiola. So maybe 
one day we'll see Cedric uh, in the dugout of a team in the future uh, trying to be the next Pep Guardiola. But it was a great interview. There's a fantastic video as well on Chris Stark's Twitter page of them doing one of those um, bike bars uh, around the Emirates Stadium. If you've not done them, I can highly recommend them because I did that on someone else's stag do. It's basically like this giant... Um, trailer that's powered by everybody around it cycling and it's a bar on top that you just drink around london basically it's drink cycling while someone who is very sober steers it so it makes it legal <laughs> but it's very fun and uh, that's what ramsdale chris and and crouchy were doing and it was a brilliant brilliant video and a great podcast so make sure you've gone and given that a listen after you finish listening to today's show um Granite Xhaka, uh, a piece by The Athletic yesterday, revealed some really interesting stuff about the captaincy situation at Arsenal. Granite Xhaka is said to be, without the armband, everything that a captain is. Uh, and I think that is certainly a positive. Uh, I really think that when you consider the fact that Xhaka's leadership has always been a crucial part of Arsenal moving forwards, is that you know he's always going to be a player associated with a leadership and a captaincy figure. But... That piece basically detailed that, but also was quite scathing of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang's captaincy uh, and actually how the fact that he was basically... It came across very much like he wasn't too keen to do all of his duties as captain. Um, Bellerin was Arsenal's representatives during meetings from a player perspective. Leno would be sorting out travel for uh, the wives of, of the team to away games. Uh, and Xhaka have assumed plenty captaincy traits in the side. I don't. It it didn't specifically say that you know Abamyang is this, Abamyang is that, but it certainly did come across like you know Abamyang is a player that was not willing to take on board all of the captaincy responsibilities that is expected of someone having the armband. So get your full context of the piece by giving it a read over on The Athletic, but it was certainly an interesting one and I encourage you to go and check that out. Now, our penultimate uh, headline story today is that Victor Ozymen has seen not only Arsenal, but Tottenham join the race to sign him. Um, <laughs> look, he's obviously a player that we know is very, very good in, in the basic form of the words. He's very good uh, and is hopefully going to move to uh, one of Arsenal or another Champions League side. He deserves that. He's that good and should be playing Champions League football. Napoli should have Champions League football as well, to be fair, next season, as long as they don't mess up their title challenge anymore. But uh, Spurs, it would be a frustration to see him go there because he's such of a, a certain level that would improve them significantly and into the future and be the ultimate replacement for Harry Kane, who, you know, is turning 29 and 30 very, very soon. So, Ozymen to Spurs is a painful link, but it's one that I think doesn't necessarily have the biggest chance of happening if we can prevent Spurs from entering into the Champions League next season. So uh, let's keep our fingers crossed that, that that doesn't happen. Spurs always end to take Arsenal's targets. It's just part and parcel of what happens. So you can probably expect Spurs to take a look at this target because as of yesterday... Beald, the German uh, outlet, reported that Arsenal are interested in Bayer Leverkusen's French international winger Moussa Diaby. Now, Moussa Diaby has been brilliant this season for 
um, Bayer Leverkusen. Him and Patrick Schick have been basically the engine room of the goals for their side so far this season. He's got 16 goals across all competitions, 13 assists in 40 games. So you're looking at nearly a goal contribution every three out of four fixtures, which is quite the return. 12 goals in 30 Bundesliga games, 11 assists in those 30 Bundesliga games. So he's performing at a greater goal contribution record than two in three um he's been brilliant and he's still very young you know he's 22 years of age he's a french international now he's got five caps for the france international team but Bayer leverkusen would want a figure of around 75 million euros if you want to get hold of him which in english money is about 60 something million quid it's not going to be cheap it's not going to be cheap at all and i think you consider how good of a player he might be in the future it makes sense that that's the amount of money that they're looking for. Um, the interesting thing is that he plays on both flanks. You know, he's played on both flanks of Bayer Leverkusen. He's played on the left-hand side. He's played on the right-hand side. Most of this season, he's played on the right 21 games. He's played on the left-hand side 14 times. And he's actually played in a second striker role four times this season. So it shows his versatility. And I think that Mikel Arteta would like that about him. As a left-footed player, playing on the left-hand side allows him to create those, like, those cutbacks but also playing on the right, you get the inverted striker nature of Musa Diaby as well. If he is someone that we want to see at Arsenal, it's going to cost us a significant amount. But what it would provide us is is with plenty of quality in the side. I say go and get Schick and Diaby personally. I think that would be a brilliant addition to the team. Anyway, that does complete today's news stories, which means we're going to move on to the questions in the chat box from you all. So if you've got any Throw them into the chat box now and we'll go through as many of them as we can after this short break. Okay, let's jump into the chat. I haven't got too long this morning to go through your questions. So let's be quick. Let's scroll up and see if we can get some uh, positive... I say positive, I've just seen quite a negative one. Uh, Andreas uh, Michaelides, uh says, uh, all these Arsenal channels have to learn to talk straight. If Arsenal don't get top four, Arteta must be sacked. Tom, we must be realistic to achieve our goals. Uh, it's actually a topic that we discussed last night with Shaheen about whether or not Arteta should be sacked if we don't get top four. I think sacking if we don't get top four is madness. In the bluntest way I can put it, I think it's madness to say that he should be sacked if we don't get top four because the only reason that we're in a top four race unexpectedly this season is because of Mikel Arteta and what he's done with this young Arsenal team. This Arsenal team, the youngest average Arsenal team that we've seen in a long, long time and the youngest average team in the league being in the top four race is quite frankly a hell of an achievement anyway. We've already confirmed Europa League football for next season. So all the people saying, oh, we could quite easily finish seventh still. Well, that's not going to happen because we've already guaranteed that with four games to go. You know, and now we're pushing towards hopefully maybe even getting Champions League with two games left, which is very possible if we beat Leeds and Liverpool drop, uh, take points off Spurs and we win the derby. It's there. It's done with two games remaining. Andreas, I, I don't think it's about talking straight. Um, talking straight, I think, is being a bit honest with oneself about what we've achieved this year and how good we've moved forwards with this. So... I think that's mad if you think he should be sacked if we don't make top four. Uh, Dogan says, after what Edu said, I don't think we'll spend more than 100 million. Uh, would you be okay with just getting Jesus, Gakpo and Tillemans? Uh, Edu, what Edu said was not indicating we'll spend less than 100 million. Um, 
In fact, it's my expectation. I think we'll spend as much, if not more, as what we spent last season. Edu talking about we're going to get one or two big signings. That didn't rule out the possibility of signing more than just one or two big signings. And that's why you're seeing these links to the likes of Aaron Hickey, who costs around 20 million euros. You know, it doesn't rule out Arsenal going and buying other players on top of those one or two big signings that they will be hoping to get in the summer. Uh, I think that we should be looking to get two forwards, a wide forwards, a central midfielder and a fullback. And if those five turn out to be ones I've mentioned on the previous shows, then great, because I think there's lots of options out there for us to attack in this transfer window. Kevin says, Tom, what would be a good basic level of investment in the squads in the summer window? A basic level? I mean, to me, it doesn't really matter how much we spend. It's on what we spend it on, Kevin. I'm not fussed. We could spend 50 million quid. If we spent 50 million quid on five brilliant players somehow, you know, by free deals or whatever, I'm happy. As long as we add the quality that we need, I don't care. I don't care how much it costs. I just want to see Arsenal with the players that are the right ones. I think people get very attached to the amount of money that you spend. Like if you think about it, we spent more money than anyone else last summer. And yet that was still used as a stick to beat Arteta this season. It doesn't really matter how much we spend. What matters is what we spend it on. And that's what I care about rather than the actual figure associated with what we're spending it on. Uh, Loudmouth Football says he won't spend a lot. You've already spent and haven't got on the return on the same. Judging your performances at the moment, you need a trophy, my friend. Um, this isn't the case. Uh, and actually, it's quite kindly not been the case for a, a while. Arsenal spending a lot of money last season doesn't actually affect us this year. Um, Arsenal are on course to... The, the losses that we've been recording financially, if you watched our breakdown of the finances with Mike earlier this season, Arsenal are on course to be quite good, you know, financially next season. So there is scope for Arsenal to spend. The revenue is good. If we get Champions League football even better... We could position ourselves into a very healthy position yet still spend. And there is also a lot of players that are going to be moved on. We know that Torreira is going for 11 million. We know that Genduza is going for 9 million. We know that Mavropanos is going for about 3 million. We know that Maitland-Niles is probably going to move on for a figure. Reese Nelson's probably going to move on. Hector Bellerin's going to probably go on for around 10 million euros. You know, whilst I think that's cheap, we should be getting more. But we're going to be getting money in this summer. Um, and that's going to really help with what we need to do. In the transfer, and Nicolas Pepe could yet move on this summer. We're getting Alexandra Lacazette's wages off the wage bill this summer. We're going to be able to do more than what people think that we are, and it might actually come as a bit of a surprise to people. So let's wait and see. Jay says, hi, Tom. We, the Arsenal, are on the right track, and I'm excited for the future. However, after seeing the quality of the Champions League this season, do you think that we are ready? Also, Ceballos in a Champions League final. I think that goes to show you. Look at that Real Madrid team. And that Real Madrid team is a brilliant starting eleven. You know, their starting eleven is is world class. You've got Courtois in goal, you've got Carver Howe, you've got Eder Militao, you've got David Alaba, you've got Furlan Mendy. You know, these are five brilliant players. Eder Militao I've got questions about, but overall five really solid players. You've got Kroos, Modric, and Casemiro in your midfield. And if you don't want to play any of them, you've got Valverde, who's another really good player. You go through the forward line, Benzema, probably the best player in the world right now. Um, and then you've got Rodrigo and you've got Vinicius Jr. You've got Marco Asensio. I think there are players on the bench like Marco Asensio, like Valverde, if you don't want to play him in that three midfield. And I mean, defensively, you've still got the experienced players like Marcelo. But they've got your Danny Sabases. They've got your Vallejos. They've got your Lucas Vasquez's. If Arsenal can get 
the first 11 right and then start to build on that with depth or you start to replace what we consider to be first team players right now with quality and then those first team players become depth and we're bringing Saliba back in all of a sudden Arsenal do have a really top class team Ramsdale White Tomiyasu Gabriel Tierney these are five players that have the potential to be up there with some of the best players in their positions their age their potential their current quality all of those in my opinion combines to push them towards being in a place where they can be top, top class, arguably world-class players in the near future. You go into the midfield, Xhaka and Partey. Partey is, for me, on his day, a world-class player anyway. Xhaka is a good, good, good player, but, you know, we can upgrade upon him. And he's one of the positions that you would look to and say we can definitely upgrade upon him with players like Milinkovic-Savic, in my view, and get us onto that level. You go further forward, Bakai Saka, we know, is a world-class talent. Smith-Rowe is a world-class talent. The striker is what we need to ensure that we've got next season. Martin Odegaard is a world-class talent. We've got players that can get to those levels. It might take a couple of years. Next season, are we ready for a Champions League run at winning the trophy? Probably not, even with the signings that we can make. Am I saying that we can't look to try and win that competition with the squad that we have in a couple, two or three years' time? We could definitely give it a bloody good go if we get everything we need to get right in terms of squad building in that period of time. So I'm excited for the future like you, Jay. Um, but I'm not expecting to it to be turned in a year. And I don't expect us to be title challengers next season. I expect us certainly to qualify for the top four in a very established fashion. More so similar to like how Chelsea have in recent seasons. But I'm not expecting us to be challenging Liverpool and Man City next season. And I think if your expectation is that, because we're Arsenal, you know, you're wider than Mark. And I think you're unrealistic. Uh, Brandon says, morning, Tom. Just wanted to say, keep up the good work. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate your kind words. Uh, Ojo says, those who say Arteta should be sacked should also provide a valid replacement. There is any current available in the market that would come here. Ten Hag's gone. Um, the only one I talk about is Galtier, but even then, that's a risk. Never managed in the Premier League. Zidane, never managed outside Real Madrid. You know, there are all of these questions. And the retort would be that Arteta has never managed anywhere before Arsenal. But now he has managed Arsenal and we are moving on a positive pathway. Uh, John says, uh, Thomas signed a little-known transfer during the January window. He was working at the Toffees Talk. Only cost 7.9 million. He's a steal. Thanks for asking. Who? <laughs> what was the question? Oh, I love John's comedy. It's great. What on earth was the question? I, I really want to find the comment where that's replying to because that's an excellent reply. I, I, I can assure you that I was always an Arsenal fan. I never came from any kind of Everton channel. What are we talking about? Um, are you on Arsenal's payroll? There's the question. Oh, we finally got a Harry Simeon troll. <laughs> you know, I've, got, I've talked about this a lot, actually. The idea about working for Arsenal... Is such a complicated question, you know, because I know people that have worked for Arsenal and I know that their opinions can't necessarily be what they want them to be. Um, and that's a real issue. I don't think I could work for Arsenal at all because I wouldn't be able to criticise. I wouldn't be able to speak my mind. There's, it's always kind of been this protection around Arsenal, which is why I've got a little bit of a concern about the Amazon documentary, because I'm worried that the the editing control in Arsenal's hands is going to change the perspective of it, especially if we don't make top four. So, yeah, I mean, I'll take your, I'll take your troll comment seriously, Faithful, and say, look, I, I don't want to. Um, 
because I just think that I wouldn't be able to be the critical person. I also don't think they would employ me because of things I've said on this channel. You know, I think that if they did, it shows that they're changing. I mean, arguably, if they did, it would be a good thing because, you know, it would show that they would have someone on board that is willing to be critical, is willing to say it how it is at times. Um, but no. <laughs> but I hope that's addressed your trolley comment uh, in a more mature fashion. So there you go. Um, let's scroll down to uh, Timmy, who says, I would clean the toilets and pick up the stadium trash for Arsenal. <laughs> Look, it's a different kind of job as to the one we were talking about, Timmy, but fair play. That's commitment, fellow, and I completely understand you. Um, Daniel says, I reckon if we got rid of Arteta, we would have to start another process all over again. I agree. I think that's that's probably, in some ways, what made me a little bit overprotective of Arteta at times. You know, especially when we were like, you know, in the bottom half of the table in 2020, 2021 season. And I was like, no, you've got to stick with him. Even though, to be honest, the reality of the situation was, is that that was a time where a lot of clubs probably would have moved on from their coach. But you're right, Dan, in saying that, you know, all of a sudden you have to restart. I mean, the expectation from some would be, oh, you get rid of Arteta, you bring in Conte, suddenly you're challenging for a title within a year. And in realistic terms, that's not going to happen. I mean, Conte took over Spurs five months ago, two points behind Arsenal. He's brought in two very good players in Kulisevsky and Bentoncourt. He's still two points behind Arsenal. Like, it, it kind of shows you, though, it doesn't, it doesn't change all that much um, at all. Uh, just to, to bring in a new coach straight away. It doesn't guarantee you anything. Whereas Arsenal are on this good pathway and I think it's the way we need to be. Uh, Sam says, are these people demanding the sacking of Arteta really serious? Are they just trolls? The guys ahead of the curve, even if we finish sixth, the lack of seriousness of these... Lot I tell you, if we finish sixth, it's a disappointment because we shouldn't be finishing behind Man United. <laughs> Uh, fifth is, you know, fifth is the absolute minimum, it seems, this season. Europa League is already guaranteed. Champions League would be great. It would be unbelievably good. It would be so such an overachievement. Are they just trolls? Look, I, I don't. I hope not. I think if you're someone that is Arteta out for a trolling reason, what are you wasting your life for? <laughs> like you can, you know, have a chat about your club that you supposedly love and support. Obviously, if you might be a fan of another team, that might be a reason behind it, and you just created a troll account. But. Are you really going to waste your life like trolling about Arsenal? <laughs> It'd be a bit strange. But some people I know doubt Arteta. Like me and Shaheen had a really good chat last night and Shaheen has his doubts about Arteta and there's nothing wrong with having doubts at all, especially if you can back them up. And I think that Shaheen raised some good points last night about mistakes that have been made a year ago that have been repeated this season that he's not learned from. And I think that's fair. But I think there's so many more positives that we can point to um, the negatives, which is why I'm you know, more than willing to see this pushed forward. So there you go. Um, let's go to Jay who says, I hope that you can work for Arsenal and then try and reduce the price of the bloody hot dogs and the burgers in the stadium. <laughs> yeah, Jay, they are ridiculous. They are a joke. It's London prices, isn't it? But even then, I mean, you're better off getting a burger outside somewhere. That's for sure. Uh, Manu says, come on, Tom, quick one. First shirt, who are you getting and who's on the back? The away kit, obviously the home kit will be the first one I get because it's the first one that comes out. The first, the home kit comes out on the 17th of May, I think. It's before the Everton game. Uh, I'll be getting that. I probably won't get anyone on the back to start with. I didn't get anyone on the back of any of the shirts this season. I've got all three of them and I didn't get any of them. Uh, I didn't get any names on the back. So I don't know. I don't know why I didn't get any names on the back. Uh, the extra c cost always puts me off. It, it's not it's not a huge amount, 
but contextually compared to the shirt you're paying like an extra 20 percent of what the shirt costs to get a name on the back and I, i've also got a really awful record with player names often the players that i get on the back of shirts end up leaving be that fabregas van Persie, walcott um Giroux, who else have I had? Uh, Alexis Sanchez, Erzil. Uh, you know, I've had so many players that end up not leaving in the best of circumstances. Whereas I never got a Santi Cazorla shirt, which I definitely should have done. I never got a Ramsey shirt. I definitely should have done. Um, I, I never got a Nacho Monreal shirt, and I should have done. These are like you know players that I really liked the way in which they conducted themselves at Arsenal. And although for Ramsey it didn't really work out the same way for me, he's probably one of, if not the only Arsenal legend in my view in the Emirates era because of his you know what he's done in terms of winning his FA Cups so I won't probably be getting on the back yet because I just have that fear that if I get anyone on the back they'll be gone in a year or two so I should probably not do that although that being said people would probably tell me to go and get Granit Xhaka or someone on the back just because it means they'll go <laughs> Uh, Harvey says, hit the like. 600 of you watching, only 100 likes so far. If you could drop a like on the video, I really would appreciate it. It really does help the channel and spreads the word further. Uh, it gets more people listening to our rational conversations about the club. Jamie, Tom, keep up the good work. It's nice to catch a live show. Normally I watch it after work. Jamie, thank you and welcome for joining the chat box. Really appreciate the support in the channel chat. Uh, I'm not a massive fan, Zeus, either of the home shirt, to be honest. I'm hoping it's going to grow on me. Um, but at the moment, from what I've seen, not 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 that sold on it that guy there says do you think that the title contention window uh this core is 23 or 24 or 25 26 i do top four minimum next season after that we need to complete pro we need to compete properly i think next season we need to absolutely have a comfortable top four position in the table assured pretty close to the end of the season if not way before um especially considering the players that we should be looking to buy. We shouldn't be thinking about Europa League next season. We should be thinking about continuing to establish ourselves, which is going to be a challenge still. It shouldn't be a walk in the park because we'll have, you know, hopefully Champions League football to compete in next season as well. But the following season, that's when you need to start aiming higher. That's when you need to start trying to close the gap. And to be honest, you should do because Mane and Salah in a couple of years are going to be in their early 30s. Manchester City uh, are always constantly buying younger players, but I think they are more assailable, actually, um, by bringing in certain players. I think how close we were to getting results against Liverpool and City at home this season, you know, that gap is assailable. It's just being more consistent across the season as well, not losing three games in a row. You're going to drop points to these teams lower down the table. Everyone does. It's the Premier League. But dropping points like we did to, you know, to Southampton and Brighton and Crystal Palace in such quick succession, not drawing these silly home games against, you know, Palace and Burnley. You know, we need to make sure we turn those draws into wins. You can draw an away game to Brighton, you know. It's not uncommon for that to happen. But if we want to be challenging for a title, we need to make sure that we are dominant and we're clinical. Because games like we did against Southampton, games like against Crystal Palace at home, games against Brighton at home, games against Burnley at home, we should win those games because we deserved to. But there are games that we need to make sure we have got to change, that's for sure. Uh, Reggie says, do you feel that Shaheen is starting from such a doubtful feeling about Arteta that the only way he'll change his mind if we win a title? Um... I think Shaheen starts from a place, and I don't mean to talk for you, Shaheen. Welcome. I'm sure you're watching. You do tell me you do. Um, 
I think Shaheen starts from a place where his expectation of Arsenal is different from mine in the sense that he sees Arsenal of winning titles of old and competing for titles and thinking that's where we should be. And if we're not doing enough in his mind to get back to that in a certain space of time, then it's going to create doubts. And especially when I can't blame anyone for having doubts about Arteta. He never managed a club before joining Arsenal. I think if anything, it'd be quite crazy to think you had no doubts about Arteta before he joined Arsenal. There was so many reasons to have doubts about him and I think there's been instances in this last two years that would give you more you know doubts or confirm that some of those doubts but for me I've seen more positives in this time that tell me that we have still got the right guy and that we are still moving in a positive direction so I don't think it's going to necessarily take a title challenge but I think qualifying for the top four this season will go a long way to telling Shaheen that you know this is the right person to have in charge at the moment so I think that's where I would say um let's go to Amara who says why put the guru talk on the back why not <laughs> no <laughs> that's so narcissistic I can't do that oh no not 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 in a cat and elves chance <laughs> no way I would put TGT on the back um people I had someone message me about saying why don't you make a guru talk shirt and I was just like no I can't do that <laughs> I can't the closest I would ever do I really like the TGT logo um the uh, the cannon that you can see there, like, I really like the tactical design that I did for the cannon. Um, that was all me, by the way. <laughs> I'm taking full credit for that design. Uh, someone else made it for me, but I, I'm double behind that. Um, and that I love that cannon design, and I think that 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 would look great on a, on the front of a cat. But I just I haven't you know I can't I can't bring myself to do it to be honest. I don't know why I just can't bring myself to do it. I think it might be a hypocrite for things I've said in the past about merch. So um, who cares? Some would say whatever you say in the past, you can change your mind. But still, I just haven't got myself around to thinking about doing something like that. Uh, Trevor says he's waiting to put his favourite striker on the back if we sign him. If we sign Patrick Schick, I'll tell you, it could go on the back. <laughs> if we sign Patrick Schick. Uh, Ian says, thing is, we should not care whether Arteta is the manager or not. It is the decision of the board makes with the recruitment of the players, and that is more important. And Ian, I think you're spot on. The energy, if you're unhappy with the decisions that get made at Arsenal, should be towards the ownership, not more towards Arteta. It should be towards the owners. I saw someone say, if you're, if you're cronky out, you're Arteta out. And I think it was used as a bit of a design to you know say that you can't be supportive of the manager and supportive of the owners. But I, I kind of get that angle because if you are cronky out, then you're disagreeing with the decisions that they're making. I disagree slightly about the broad spectrum of that. I think you can disagree with some of what's going on and agree with some of what's going on. I don't think it's so binary it's either you're in or you're out I think you can look at certain things and go you know what you know there's some good things are starting to happen at this club I can respect that at the same time going but to be honest what you did with the Super League and what you've done in the past is despicable and I'd rather have someone else I think you can be split on it there's nothing wrong with being split on something it's the reason why people don't vote you know because they can't decide they can't pick and I think a lot of people get without going too political but you know I think people really criticize others for not voting when actually it's really hard to pick sometimes because there's so much idiocy especially in that realm in the same sense there's so many mistakes and positives that get made in the world of Arsenal so you know uh, Timmy says anyone else feeling nervous about Leeds absolutely I'm feeling nervous about every game Timmy <laughs> Daniel says uh, what are your honest opinions on AFTV I used to watch them all the time but I find it hard as I think it just portrays a section of the fan base in a bad way 
I, I had a really good back and forth on Twitter the other day. I say really good. Um, what often happens when I have any back and forth about AFTV and I ask a genuine question, they don't reply because they don't have an answer to it. My honest opinions are that in the that what's happened in the past, I've disagreed with a lot. As I've said on this channel a number of times, I've disagreed with a lot. But what I would say is for those that hate it and think that it should be cancelled, um, you know, I'd say look, watch some of it now. Watch some of the people that are on it now and see the effort that's going in to trying to change the perception of what it is. You, you're never going to escape the past. You're never going to escape some of the mistakes that have been made. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm good friends with some people that have been badly affected by things and decisions at AFTV. But AFTV is never going to go anywhere. Never, ever, ever going to go anywhere. So isn't it better that the effort would be made to try and make it a better place? I think that's great. I think it's great um, that effort would be made. There's lots of people in the world that I don't particularly like, but I'd rather see them change. I'd rather see them put effort into changing who they are than never, ever, ever speaking or blocking them out of my life. Do you know what I mean? So I appreciate the effort that goes in to change things for the better. And I think people like James and people like Turkish are doing that. Graham as well, of course. I think are doing some really good work to change that. James does some great stuff and James comes on the channel here as well as does Turkish. So uh, check out their stuff because it's worth changing if you're going to put um, if you're going to put the effort in to change something. That's I'm I'm always going to respect that. Always, always going to respect that. I'm always going to criticize when things are bad and when bad decisions are made because that's life. You know, you've got to face criticism for your mistakes. And I'm far from perfect and I've done, I've not done things perfectly on TGT. But, you know, it's about facing up to those errors and turning around and saying, I'm going to change. I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to try and change how things are. I mean, that's why TGT changed after uh, I took over because me and Craig are different. You know, Craig does things his way on the same old Arsenal and one TGT was before I took it over and I do things more. I couldn't be Craig 2.0. It's just not who I am. So I went down the way I wanted to do things and, you know, that's that's fine. Uh, I didn't do everything perfectly. and would certainly change some of the things I've done on the channel and, you know, so it is what it is. There you go. Um, so, yes, in short, I'm happy that there's, there's you know, some people aren't on it anymore. <laughs> in short, yes, that's a fair comment. Um... Billy says, AFTV going to Nigeria embracing the... I need to watch that video. Someone someone tweeted it. I haven't got around to watching it yet, so I can't comment on it. But yeah, I've heard some good things about that video. Um, I need to watch it. Uh, yeah, I, how did I not mention judges? I, <laughs> I, get, so, I get so forgetful because I spend so much time doing pods elsewhere with judges that I forget he's part of it. And Dan Potts, obviously, too. You know, And whilst me and Dan Potts don't agree on, on everything, you know, Dan's got some very different views to me on a lot of things. He's still a great guy and, you know, can really put his argument across well. Um, and I've only got respect for that. So there you go. Um, let's go. I saw a question asking, what do you mean to someone? Um, I can't find it now. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, do you really think that Mikel would be getting the backing from the Cronkies if he wasn't to doing the stuff behind the scenes? It's always a question that comes up, Lynn, is that, you know, the money that we spend, is it coming from the Cronkies? Is it coming from Arsenal? What you should know is that the money is always coming from Arsenal, but then the Cronkies own Arsenal. So it's a, it's a weird dynamic because you'd argue, well, if Arsenal is spending the money, so are the Cronkies because it's them. They're, they've bought it, you know. If I, buy a, if I buy a business and then use that business's money that it makes to 
you know, improve staff, improve infrastructure. I'm spending that money because I've bought that business. You know, it's the same thing. If they've, they've bought Arsenal, they've put the money in to buy it and to buy out the shareholders. They've invested to do that. So the money that gets spent by the club is spent by them. You know, it is their, it's their money. The club is theirs. They've bought it. They own it. So it's a weird one. Um, I know people would want them to spend more and put more money in, but I mean, they, they refinanced that 200 million odd approximate loan. That was money that the Cronkies took on. You know, they took on that money. Um, so you'd say that's investment, if you like. I mean, it is. They, they have put money in and they have spent money. We've spent over a billion pounds on transfers since their involvement in 2007. But it's since 2018 that I think they should be judged. I think we need to judge the period from 2018 more stringently than the period before because they weren't majority shareholders before that point. Trust me, what they've done since 2018 is not all good. Super League, awful, despicable, unforgivable. But I'm judging, you know, I'm judging from where we are now and I'm, I want to see progression and hopefully that's what we are seeing now. So but it's, it's a really sensitive topic and quite rightly because, you know, uh, for a lot of people... They'll never, they'll never be able to turn it around. I, for one, am open to having my mind changed always. If someone wants to present me with evidence on anything that I currently feel and can change my mind, I'll change my mind. And that goes for football. That's why we love football because it, it's so volatile, it's so changing, it's so crazy. Like last night in the Champions League, things change so fast. And you need to be open to that. If you're going to enjoy football to its maximum potential, you need to have and watch it with an open mind. Yeah, if you don't, you know, you're, you're going to be miserable and disappointed a lot of the time and pissed off. So, oh no, <laughs> is it crossing the line with that? Maybe. Um, let's go to, <laughs> Freddie says I'm getting shunned worse than Annie from the office today. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm sorry, Freddie. I, I can't see everybody. And that's not a nice comment about judges. Look, you know, let's, let's be a bit kinder. Uh, Timmy says, on the scale of Ab uh, Abramovich to Mashiri, I'd sadly take the Cronkies every day of the week. Look, pff, I tell you what, Chelsea fans are bricking it right now about their club. And we're fortunate not to be in that position where we're not worried about the future of our club in the same way that, yeah, we're worried about where it might go, where it might compete, what we might spend. But we're not worried about it existing. And Chelsea fans are sorry, certainly worried about that right now. We're not in that position. Uh, Daniel says, where are you planning on watching the derby? Have you got a ticket or are you headed to a pub? Daniel, I'm working the game. Um, I'll be doing the live blog for Football London on the derby, so I'm going to have a lot of fun with that. So I'll be watching it from home and doing the blog. Um, it's going to be a tense, tense game. It's going to be horrible. I hate the derby. I really hate it. I only enjoy it afterwards if we win, but I really don't like it. I really struggle with it because I know so many people close to me are big Spurs fans. Um... If we lose, it's horrid. It's absolutely horrid. Um, I never, I never enjoy derbies unless you know it's a comfortable. But I never enjoy the build-up to it. I never enjoy the start of them, and there's been plenty of times afterwards I've never enjoyed them because the result hasn't gone our way. It's really difficult for me to enjoy it because there's so much, there's so much fear in a derby against Spurs of losing it or dropping points in it or it not going the way we need it to. I just can't stand it. But I'm going to be doing the live blog for Football London uh, for the Derby. So that's going to be fun. So make sure you keep an eye on it. I'll try and make it as comical as I can at times and as engaging as I can. And actually, one of the things that we've started to do on these blogs, and I'm doing the blog for the Leeds game as well, is getting uh, some fan reactions in there. So if you want to get involved and get onto the website and get your feelings uh, heard, 
Uh, I'm going to be putting a tweet out on Saturday about getting some thoughts ahead of the game uh, for the Leeds fixture and putting them up on the live blog and tweeting them out. So I'll send some more inf- information about that uh, tomorrow. Um, that's for sure. Uh, Manu says, on the voting thing, how do you educate yourself? I feel like I'm stuck in a bubble of like-minded people in my family and friends, so I kind of get stuck in an echo chamber. I understand completely what you're saying, Manu. You mean... Uh, I don't really want to go into the world of politics, really, and I'm not that educated to talk about it. You just got to read up on everything, mate. I think it's, I think it's pretty easy sometimes to get a good feel of things from what happens in the news, but you just need to read up on it, do some questionnaires if you can, um, speak to other people of different minds, and try and get into their head about why they are what they're like. So there you go. There isn't a poll today, Dan, because I'm going to be wrapping up soon. Apologies, there is no poll today. I'll make sure there's a poll tomorrow morning uh, if I can. Uh, what was <laughs> Rail says? What was with the ref last night? Bizarre, very bizarre, very strange. I three minutes of added time and then blew up before the three minutes. Yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. Uh, Philip says uh, question three. I've been asking loads of questions that I've been missing. Clearly, how many points to finish third this season? Rob Holding's new contract keep for me. Yes, he's on a new deal. We don't need to re-sign into a contract. His deal runs out in 2024, and we've got an option to extend it by a further year. So we don't need to worry about that just yet. Back three against Spurs? No, I don't think so. Uh, I think I'd stick with what we've got. I would maybe be tempted to go with the way we went against Chelsea, but no, I think I'd stick with what we have right now. How many points to finish third? I think we'd have to win all of our games. So 75 points, I think, we'd have to get if we want to finish third this season. I think Chelsea may drop drop some more, but uh, even then, it may still not be enough. Let's wait and see. What happens? Uh, SKCD says, Conte took over a worse squad than Arsenal. I feel like people have legitimate reasons to think uh, he isn't good enough to describe them as a troll because of this. Uh, this is mad. I haven't described anyone as a troll who thinks Conte's bad or that he's not good enough. <laughs> I haven't described anyone as that. I, I think that Conte is a manager of world-class ability. But I think that to say that he took over a worse squad as the reason behind him not closing the gap on Arsenal isn't good enough because you've got two world-class players that Arsenal don't have. Kane and Son are two players above, far above what Arsenal have at our disposal. And he's gone in and signed uh, Kulisevsky and Bentoncourt. Romero is a brilliant, brilliant defender. Lloris is a world-class goalkeeper. You know, they've got, they've got players that Arsenal don't have. So calling them a worse squad, you know, is far, far too broad and it doesn't give anywhere near enough context to the situation. I think Arsenal and Spurs are pretty well matched in terms of their teams because while we have maybe got a better squad overall, the gap's closed to Arsenal because of those players like Harry Kane, like Hume Son that we just don't have. If you swapped Kane and Son with Lacazette and you know, Martinelli, who plays on the left, and that's no disrespect to Martinelli, but he's just not of that level yet. But if you swap, if you gave Conte, Lacazette and Martinelli and said, get top four with your team now without Kane and Son, and you put Kane and Son in this Arsenal team, Arsenal would have rocketed into the top four, arguably even gone way higher, you know, having a player like Kane and Son in the team every week on top of what we already have. So the fact that he's not been able to close the gap, I think is is to the detriment of his reputation. He could even be five points behind Arsenal come next weekend. So let's just wait and see what happens. Um, let's wrap things up there. I think we've been going for 45 minutes. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I really, really appreciate your time as always. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
Um, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow morning. Will there be a show later today? I don't think so. No, I don't think there will. Um, but tomorrow there will, and a preview show, hopefully tomorrow too. I'll need to send information out about that as soon as I have it. Have a fantastic day, people. Enjoy yourselves, and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.